Hi, folks. Chris McLean, Peak Performance here. Another episode of the Peak Performance and Predictable Growth Show, the Peak Performance Show for agency leaders, founders, and owners, where we explore the agency journey from the unique perspective of those at the coalface of the industry. And my guests help unlock and dissect strategies, tools, and tactics that are working right now to help you deliver better results for your clients and grow and scale your business to six and seven figures and beyond. And it's my pleasure to welcome my guest today, Sanad from Beyond Media in Tunisia, who help healthcare businesses add a million dollars to their bottom line with paid advertising and automation. Sanad, I love a, a big promise. Pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi, Chris. How are you? It's 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 a pleasure to join you today on the show. Thanks for inviting me in. No, no, my pleasure, my pleasure. So, take us through. How did you interested? How did how did you end up in healthcare? Did you have a healthcare oh. background, or was it just something you sort of fell into? How did you wind up with a healthcare niche? Uh, no, actually, when I started my agency, it was more of a creative agency. We we didn't really have a niche, so we started mm-hmm. testing a few different niches. Uh, we worked with you know healthcare businesses, chiropractors, uh, plastic surgeons. We worked with uh, a couple of real estate clients, and uh, we also have uh, one e-commerce client. But you know, by the time we we after for probably five months of running the agency, we decided to, uh, to niche down to plastic surgeons. Uh, so yeah, so basically mainly right now, we only work with plastic surgeons and um, we have such amazing results for our clients. And we found, we found it like that's, that's the sweet spots for us uh, to, to, to get amazing results for our clients. And in terms of, you know, in terms of the, uh, the systems and processes that we set up for our clients and also in terms of the results we can get them so uh so yeah that that was the journey on how we we ended up working with mainly uh healthcare professionals mainly uh plastic surgeons well and is that a is that globally you work sort of across the globe are you sort of focused uh, sort of in the middle east region uh, middle eastern sort of european region or Actually, my my company. I am based in Tunisia, but my company is in the UK. So, uh, oh, right. okay. yeah, the main markets we work with, we work in is mainly the UK and North America, both Canada and the US. Okay, amazing. And in terms of services, are you helping them? Is it more? What what works best in that that industry? Because that's a pretty. I imagine there's a lot of. Uh, it might be a pretty hard. Running ads around healthcare and plastic surgeon surgery is there a lot of uh, is it difficult to get ads approved and that kind of thing for that kind of that kind of niche and what platforms tend to perform better? Ah, uh, yeah. So we basically, yeah, it's it's kind of hard to to to, to stick with the constantly changing, especially Facebook ad policies mm-hmm. in terms of the 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 changing policies every time every time now. And uh, yeah, so we, we try to keep it by, by try to keep it you know as efficient as possible in terms of the ad we run, the ads we run, and the creatives we use for our clients. But uh, to, to answer your question, we mainly use Facebook ads, and we help our clients with uh, you know with setting up the the advertisements and the ad copy whatsoever. And uh, we also uh, we also help them with developing the sales funnels and the follow up systems and. Uh, 
pro so basically we we take care of everything in terms of marketing for them right we help them streamline all their patient attraction uh, through facebook advertising and patient acquisition systems uh, eventually through sales funnels and email follow-ups and sms follow-ups and uh, that kind of uh, that kind of systems right okay so really fun focused on that that front end generating new leads generating new business uh, for yes. the clinics yeah amazing and how does that I, I love your your big claim that you add a million dollars in revenue uh, to your client's business is that is that something that you obviously that's that's a, a pretty bold claim is that something that you do regularly um, is that because it is a, a pretty high ticket industry yeah. that you're able to, to see those kinds of returns yeah so yeah i know that it, it, it sounds or it seems like a very bold claim but when it it comes down when you break it down into small steps and you do the math it's it's really something very achievable because uh these kind of businesses especially in the plastic surgery industry it's they they sell really high ticket services right especially like different surgery or procedures like breast augmentation and uh you know different plastic surgery procedures they are really high ticket services and the average like the average in terms of when we talk about marketing the average um you know uh you know order value for for an average client for example doing online marketing with us is around let's say for example in the uk market the average uh package we sell is for around six thousand pounds so uh it's it's really not a lot and uh we have a guarantee for our clients of 20 booked appointments every single month right so um so yeah, when, when doing the math, it's not really that high in, in terms of uh, revenue. Yeah, yeah, it certainly makes it easier when you got that sort of high ticket sale on the on the back end. Yeah. Really, really nice. Yeah. So, in terms of some of the regulations, as we sort of touched on briefly, that it's probably a, a fairly highly regulated industry. Anything medical, um, anything we're showing, even bodies, right, or talking about, even just some of those words. Like even just yeah. the word breast could be something that could get blocked yeah. on a, a, a um, even though it's, and these sorts of things can get blocked. How how have you made sure that you're on top of all of that? How do you become the expert in that space? Is it just over time? Have you had to do sort of additional learning to become great in that space to understand how to kind of play by those rules? Honestly, we didn't. I didn't really when I started. I didn't really have uh an extra maybe education in turn in, in some sort of way but it was really by practice we got a lot of ads like hundreds of ads uh you know uh refused or declined from facebook and we yeah. just needed to tweak and twist uh, every single ad every single time we get uh, an ad rejected and by time we we gain that experience and whenever i onboard the media buyer with us uh we, i share with them the like the the do's and don'ts of Facebook ads when it comes <laughs> yeah. to the technology market. Mm -hmm. What well, what are can you take us through some of those? What are what well, what are the most interesting ones that you've you sort of oh, found yeah. the, the things you really need to avoid or the things that work really well? Even even sometimes like they are really general things and they do not specifically apply to the to the healthcare industry or specifically to plastic surgeons, but they right. generally applies to to every single type of ads. Like you don't really have to show a lot of skin in your in in the ad creative, and you cannot. There's some sort of terms you cannot use, 
um, for in the ad copy, for example, like like you mentioned, breast can sometimes trigger the algorithm for sexuality or nudity, and it, it really uh, even sometimes the the in the sales funnel, right? Because uh, sometimes when we, for example, advertise a breast augmentation uh, offer for one of our clients, we use their case studies and before and after gallery uh, of their eventually uh, their their patients uh, in 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 the sales funnel, right? But sometimes the the, the Facebook algorithm triggers that those uh, creatives on the sales funnel uh, and they just you know. Um, decline the ad or bans sometimes they even ban the the whole ad account mm, well yeah because it's not just not just the ad that facebook's looking at right it will it yeah. will go through the algorithm will go through the entire funnel yeah so. it's it's a it's a very it's a very smart algorithm facebook had and mm. uh yeah it, it it really goes through the whole sales process or the sales funnel that you set up from the front end till the back end Mm, yeah. So how do you then, you talk, you also do automation, you automate that entire process. Um, how, mm-hmm. how do you make sure that you're, you're sort of picking up and automating that process so that you're getting as many people sort of through that funnel if people drop off? Is it sort of the email side of automation? Is it retargeting? Is it a bit of everything? What's your sort of go-to for that? Yeah, so we basically have, we started using, uh, our own platform. We have an old, uh, our own plastic surgery automation mark, uh, marketing automation platform where we basically, mm-hmm. whenever we onboard a new client with us, we, we use our own platform to help them develop the funnels, develop the, the, the automations. We mainly use uh, email sequences and, you know, SMS sequences, voice notes too. So it's really a full stack, um, you know, approach to, to follow up and systemization of the, the back end side of running an advertisement campaign. Mm. And was that something that you, you just, there wasn't the right thing in the market to do exactly what you needed to do. So you built your own. Is that kind of what that building your own platform came out of? Is it just more efficient, more effective to have a, a custom built? platform yeah i think it's it's really in turn it was really uh, efficient for us and we have been working on it for a very long period of time especially mm-hmm. during q4 of last year and that's when we eventually started testing the platform in the market and see and trying you know to create that product market fit and see whether the market will uh, our market will eventually respond to uh, positively to our uh, to our new product, right? And um, yeah, it went from there. But it, it really, by time, it really uh, we really found out that it it, it drastically increased uh, our retention rate, and it made our clients happier with us working with us because it really facilitated the whole process of onboarding a new client, and even in terms of reporting later on. Because uh, you you probably you are probably aware of this, but what we used to do is basically different sets of software like Zapier and Active Campaign and uh, different other platform click funnels whatsoever. And uh, it was really complicated and in, in terms of the setup and also in terms of the scalability and how to, to keep up with different software and different um, you know, uh, processes and systems of uh, the whole mm-hmm. funnel from, from the front end to the back end of the funnel. It, it's really hard to keep up when you have different aspects that you need to, to, to keep your head around. So, so yeah, it, it, it started from there, the idea. Mm. 
it can be tricky when you're trying to kind of patch everything together or sort of stick it together with Zapier, right? Zapier tends to be the <laughs> the intermediate when when you when you can't make it work platform to platform, you just stick some some Zapier automations in there. But it, yeah, I imagine it can get quite complicated. And uh, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. I really love the the, the software. It's and it, it, I use it on a daily basis, but it's not, sometimes it gets tricky. Mm. Yeah, I guess it, it makes a lot of sense for someone like yourself, where you're, you're essentially doing the same sort of automation over and over. If you've got a platform that just does that, that's thing that's going to make it a lot more efficient and effective, rather because you're mm-hmm. essentially if you're running the same type of client all the time. So now that now that you're you're super niched in that um, plastic surgery niche, it would make a lot of sense if you're running. Is it essentially the same? Yeah, it's it's basically every single time. Yeah, it's basically the same process. We do it over and over again. So it it literally doesn't... So at the moment, it really doesn't take us a lot of time to onboard a new client. It's We can really get... Whenever we sign a new deal with a new client, we really can get them on board uh, and get them uh, up and running within three to four days because it's basically copy-pasting the same process for the uh, the different offers that we run. And... In general, we ha- we are running a lot of breast augmentation offers, so uh, most that 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 seems to be the the number one surgery. Usually, you know, uh, plastic surgeons uh, would be interested in promoting, right? So it's it's it it really gets easier from our end. Mm. And there are differences across markets. You say sort of breast augmentation, sort of the number one thing. Are there intricacies or slight differences between? I mean, I guess the UK and Europe are quite similar. Um, are there a lot? Are there many differences between different countries? Do you find that there's yeah. s- specifics that you need to adjust for? Yeah, I, I would say that uh, for sure, advertising in the US and Canada is way more easy uh, than in right. the UK. In the UK, it really gets uh, tricky and it really gets uh, more, you know, conservative when it comes to data. Uh, especially when when advertising to these kind of you know especially in the healthcare industry you are not supposed or you are not illegal to advertise for say for example uh, coupons or uh, discounts on on healthcare pro, uh, on healthcare services just like plastic surgery different uh, procedures whatsoever right uh, when in the US we are running uh, you know discounts. Uh, offers on a daily basis for our clients so it's not really a big deal we can do that but in the uk it's not uh you know it's not possible to do that and it really gets tricky when when it's the 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 subject of collecting uh users data in the uk and generally in europe is more is more complicated and more sensible than in north america that's what we found out by by doing business in the uk with different uh you know plastic surgeons and clinics yeah, so it's really important to understand each individual market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And understand the regulations, particularly now. You sort of say you are operating within a much more regulated industry. Yeah, yes, yes, that's totally true. Mm-hmm. And how, how do you sort of keep up with that side of things? Is it just research you just have to do? Do you have do you make sure that your team's on top of that stuff or is it? You sort of once you get it handled one time, it doesn't really change that much, or is it something that's kind of constantly changing? It's not really something that's constantly changing, but 
to be honest with you, it was a total mess with the first client that we had in the UK, but uh, <laughs> we learned from that mis uh, those mistakes that we made. And, uh, you know, we built up from, from, from there. And uh, ever since, uh, it was way, way simpler and way easier for us to, to onboard the new clients and, and get them up and running with us in, in no time. Mm, yeah, cool, cool. So how did you, let's go even further back. How did you even start an agency? What was that? What made you decide that you wanted to be a business owner, an entrepreneur, start a media agency and then get focused on Facebook ads? How did that journey start? How did you decide this is what you wanted to do? Uh, yeah, that's that's a really interesting question because uh, I basically started my agency out of desperation, to be honest with you. It wasn't really something I, I, I am I'm passionate about. Uh, I used to, I graduated high school two years ago. So I, I dropped out to, uh, of high school. I didn't go to college, but, uh, you know, uh, I started working as I had an experience or I came to, to the entrepreneurial world from a tech background. Uh, I used to, I used to, to work as a tech manager in, in a local startup here in Tunisia. And then, uh, you know, I worked with them for a good period of time. And then I started working as uh, a consultant, but I really wanted to, to, to do something in sales. I knew that I had uh, good communication skills and I can, you know, I am more of a people person, right? So I can read people, I can communicate with people and uh, I wanted something in sales. And so I started working as a consultant in, uh, as a junior consultant in, in a football agency. So we were basically, uh, you know, trading and representing football players in, in the MENA region uh, and both in the MENA region and across Europe um, between clubs, right? And um, mm. it was a great experience. It was what I really needed. Uh, high pressure, you know, uh, always on the road, always selling, always doing business with different people from different backgrounds and different uh, business ecosystems whatsoever. And mm. um, it, was, it was the really like the kind of experience I needed to, to, to explore different things and really kick off my, my, my entrepreneurial journey, right? And when the coronavirus hit it was really a huge mess in this in the football industry uh i i was uh i was quite you know desperate and we didn't so i didn't really have a cho uh, a choice uh so i would even find a solution pivot find something to do and uh you know take responsibility and take full and take full responsibility for for what's happening or i i would go broke Right. So, uh, so yeah, I decided to start the agency and, uh, uh, and yeah, it all started from there. Right. And did, did you have some sort of digital media skill no. set? You, no. So you, you learned on the fly. How, how did you get yeah, the skill I, set to do this stuff? <laughs> yeah. I actually, when I started my agency, I, 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 I didn't know anything about digital marketing or Facebook mm -hmm. advertising. All I knew is basically I can sell and businesses right. will always need customers right the, mm. those were the two facts that i knew right <laughs> but everything else was uh was learned was being learned from across like through the, the process right um so yeah it was really a huge learning curve for me i i literally locked myself in for say two and a half months three months and learned everything about facebook ads at least the basics uh, at this point i'm i'm more of an expert in facebook advertising i really know the ins and outs of uh of the of the algorithm and the platform because as i said it's not really something that was 
really mysterious for me because I came from a tech background. So it was something familiar to me, right, in some sort of way. But um, but yeah, it, it was a, a huge learning curve and it really changed a lot of uh, uh, a lot of perspective from uh, with me and um, yeah, I never looked back from there. So it, that's how it, it all started. Yeah, awesome. Love that. Necessity is a great uh, source yeah. of innovation when you've you've just got to get on with it and you got to find something to do. You you kind of work it out. No, I, I love your attitude. It's perfect. Just you know, looking at the world and say, look, I've got to get something done. I've got to do this thing, and then Absolutely. leaning in and and just finding you know finding that avenue. Um, and then yeah, bringing that that sort of strong sales and communication aspect, yeah. which um, yeah, I can imagine moving around, particularly in that that sort of meaner um, part of the world, is very interesting, very diverse, and saying very diverse number that had to deal with from a sales perspective in football in that MENA region uh, would have been quite quite diverse and required quite a lot of different skill set. Um, yeah, and different absolutely. communication styles and that sort of thing. So I imagine that's been very useful for you now, communicating across you know, across the, the different uh, markets that you communicate to for your clients. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, that was a huge, uh, you know, ad- advantage uh, in my entrepreneurial journey, especially when I started my agency, uh, because as I said, I didn't have that, you know, in, that really... Um, exclusive or maybe um, huge, uh, you know, marketing skills or marketing uh, acumen, but I knew how to sell. I knew how to communicate with people. I knew how to, um, you know, how to, to, to communicate with people, understand their fears, problems, and desires, and how to label them to, to, to convince them to do stuff and to, to do business with me, essentially. And, uh, yeah, and I, I just figured out, Along the way, I, I partnered with few people. I did. Uh, I, I, I. It was. It was a, a one-man show for for a long period of time. But eventually, when when scaling uh, and getting a few clients on board with me and generating that cash flow, it was all reinvested into the business and to bring uh, A players uh, on board to guarantee my clients ex- excellent results and to to further scale the agency with. With those kind of you know testimonials and uh, good reviews. Mm. So so that's where you're at now. So what sort of team do you have? You sort of say you're based in Tunisia, but you're you operate in the US and and the UK. Do you have local teams there, or are you servicing that from a, a global network as well? No, I actually have. I I usually work. Um, I usually work with you know contractors from all over the globe, but I have a full time assistant. Uh, working with me, she's from the Philippines, and she she does everything on a day to day basis with me. Um, but uh, in terms of the you know the uh, uh, in terms of the outreach and in terms of the appointment setting, I have also contractors working for me, doing the outreach for me, and setting appointments uh, for my agency. And uh, in terms of the service delivery, I also have a media buyer, and I do a lot of. Uh, sometimes I do. I take care of uh, service delivery too, uh, but mainly I only do sales calls at the moment. Okay, yeah, it's a nice place to be, and you got a little team that, yeah, fills the pipeline, sure. and then you can jump in and do what you need to do and take care of the that sort of closing aspect and sort of yeah, make sure that you're aligned with the client, that you're bringing the right clients into your business to work with. 
Right, and, and you've done this in you've done this sort of in the last seven months. So this has been a pretty meteoric rise from sort of nothing to a a, a really nice business for you. So congrats to get uh, to getting that done so quickly. Yeah, actually, yes, it it was a huge learning curve, as I said, but. Uh, I think, honestly, the most important skill that any early stage business owner will ever need is sales. You don't need to know how to deliver services. There's people who specialize on that. You don't really need to, to, to know how to, you know, uh, like, you know, as I said, deliver a great service. But the more important thing and the most important thing uh, when starting a business is to, to set meetings and to close clients. And that's basically how to sell, right? So if you, if you to, to any agency owner who's just starting out, do not focus on, uh, or do not envy yourself, or to, do not really focus on, on your service delivery aspect of running your business, but where the focus on, you know, setting appointments with qualified uh, potential clients and eventually closing them. And you just need to, to figure out along the way at least that's that was uh you know from my experience yeah no i think that's perfect perfect advice really really good advice for anyone whether you're starting out or whether you're towards the end of your or middle or end of your agency you need to get clients on board right so you got to have that skill set of fi- identifying and finding the right clients and then being able to to close them yeah absolutely the, I agree. otherwise it's 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 not a business if you're not closing prospects <laughs> and making yeah. some money. So it's a it's a hobby. So no, re- really really good advice, really good advice. Um, really appreciate you coming on. Um, and I know it's late for you. So thanks thanks for uh, spending the time and staying here late. If people are interested to find out more about you, um, they want to chat to you, they want to learn more about what you do. Um, there's a few places up on screen, but where's the best place for people to connect with you? Oh, okay. So I'm not really a social media guy, uh, but you know, uh, even though my, my, my whole business is based on social media, but <laughs> I'm not really that active on social media, but you can reach me out on, you know, on LinkedIn. I'm more active on LinkedIn uh, and maybe on Facebook too. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for dropping by. I said, I know, I know it's late for you and uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, really, really good insights that you've been able to give in, a sh- you know, your, your short but meteoric rise from having to get this thing done and then sort of finding a path. Um, yeah, I think just from my perspective, congrats on getting up and running and going so quickly. And I think there's a lot that you know, people starting or just or continuing with their businesses can learn from that that mindset. You've just got to close clients. You've got to understand sales. you really got to understand that proposition and how to influence people and then close business. So really, really valuable insights. Yeah, thank you so much, Chris, for having me today. I really enjoyed, you know, chatting with you and sharing, uh, you know, a few knowledge and a few uh, learning curves that I, uh, I I was able to learn f- throughout my journey in, in, in building my agency. So, so yeah, thank you so much for giving me the chance to, to hop on a call with you today and be on the show. And, uh, yeah. Absolute pleasure. Great to have you here. Um, yeah, as I said, lots of great insights for everyone in their businesses. And thanks, everyone, who's been watching, tuning in. We'll uh, catch you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon.